Well, folks, the long wait is finally over. If you're a football fan, your patience is finally rewarded. Kickoff 2022. Let's celebrate. This is the push-off. Welcome, friends, to a new episode of Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week. Well, it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's... Dan, it's the final countdown. Dan, right. we're getting this uh, episode out just in time for kickoff 2022, Bills and Rams in L.A. Get excited. we We've got to hurry, Scott. We've got to hurry. This thing is happening today. <laughs> Get fucking excited. If you're listening to this recording, the day it comes out, kickoff is less than probably 12 hours away. I'm assuming you're not listening to this at 6 in the morning. You know, I mean, honestly, if you're listening to us at 6 in the morning, you have a problem. Yeah. You know, wake up, greet your day, have a coffee or something. Jesus. You got an early commute. Um, we set us up last week with uh, just covering the NFC. So this week we want to cover the AFC before we get to the the picks and all of the excitement that week one has to offer. Uh, a lot of QB revenge games, a lot of neat stuff happening. So Dan, let's jump into it. I want to talk about the AFC and we're going to start with the East. Everyone's excited about the Buffalo Bills. They think the Bills are f- going to be this top team uh, for real here. You know, I, I love the Bills myself, but is it a foregone conclusion adding Von Miller and the likes to the already daunted talent that this team has that they're going to be one of the best teams in the league? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, you know, I mean, we talk about New England, who's got a lot of tumultuous changes. You know, who's their D coordinator? Who's their offensive coordinator? Mac Jones is a, another year in the league, but have they added any weapons for him? I would say mm-hmm. no. Um you have the Miami Dolphins, who added a ton of weapons, but they have a rookie head coach uh, in Mike McDaniel's. They have uh, Tua, who nobody really believes in. God, even all the hype stuff for Tua. Have you been watching some of this? Uh, yeah, the, like, the throws and stuff. <laughs> they send out like, and you're like, he's shortened guys that are like 20 yards out. I'm like, dude, you're throwing a cardboard cutouts, man. Like that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Do better. Um, uh, hasn't been good. No, but you're right. Buffalo's getting. You know, Dawson Knox got a nice big contract just this week, and uh, they're they're coming back with uh, being very close to the AFC Championship game, wild game there in Kansas City. Lost a farm last year, so added a couple people. Uh, they should take this division. You're right. The rest of the division seems like they're a little bit behind them. Uh, I am a little bit bigger on the Dolphins, but they are coming with the yeah. new head coach, and they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and they're tampering, so they will not get their first-round draft pick next year. Um, unfortunately. And then the Jets, are the Jets still a professional football team? They, they, they'll roll it out and pretend like they are, but again, Joe Flacco yeah. has to play for the first four weeks of the season because Zach Wilson's not healthy. So yeah, ugh, Jets going to be on that mat for a little bit longer. Uh, the Patriots, nothing looks like they know what they're doing. I mean, Belichick and stuff, you got to give them the credit, but we've kind of talked about how the uh, the 
we don't know who coordinators are who no. who's coaching what they've cut a lot of their late lately their recent draft picks of are gone so yeah i'm not as excited about the patriots as i maybe am of the dolphins but i think the bills yeah run away with this one I, I think you can give Bill the benefit of the doubt, but I don't necessarily think you can give him the division off the bat. Mm. Um, I think it's Buffalo's to lose. I mean, obviously you lose Brian Dable. That's kind of a big deal to lose your offensive coordinator. But, you know, Josh Allen's turned himself into a pretty damn good uh, quarterback. I don't I don't think the coordinator is going to do anything but try to maximize the skills. Yeah, it's a surprise to all of us at how good Josh Allen has become. I really think it is. Um, all right, well, that's the East. Let's just keep plugging in. Uh, I want to talk about the AFC North. Um, are the Bengals good enough to repeat? They lost the Super Bowl. Usually there's a hangover of those losing Super Bowl teams. Could they win this division again? I I think they could. I don't think they will. Mm. Um, I think solidifying their offensive line the way they did, um, I mean, they lost C.J. Uzama, but aside from that, they didn't lose anybody from a Super Bowl-quality team. Mm. Um, and they added a bunch of players at a position of weakness. I think Joe Burrow, another year in the same system, you know, another year of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, um, they're just going to get really, really good. They're going to have a harder schedule. I think they're going to wind up losing this division to the Ravens, um, but that's only because the Ravens are coming off a real down year. They've got a lot of talent, and if the injury bug avoids the Ravens, I just think they're the more talented team in the division. I like the Ravens, too. I'm with you on that. Um, they're my worst-to-first team this year. There's usually one of those in the league that does that, and the Ravens were only worse than the division because of all the injuries, because we saw a lot of Tyler Huntley games and things like that. Uh, Lamar Jackson you know, is kind of my low-key MVP choice here because he just did it a few years ago and due to some yeah some uh gash up injuries and stuff like that he couldn't get back to where he was but there's no saying he can he's in a contract year <laughs> yeah because this guy's in a contract year it did not land there before uh the start of the season which was what his that was his deadline so we'll see what happens from yeah. here uh interesting enough um that leaves the rest of this division. The Steelers, surprisingly, they've decided they're going with Mitchell Trubisky as their week one starter. Uh, the the hometown hero as it is, uh, Kenny Pickett, has to wait a little bit longer. But how long does he wait till he's actually starting, Dan? I, I don't think Trubisky has a very long rope with which to hang himself. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's going to be a mercy killing if he winds up struggling in even the first two or three games. Um because I think the rest of Pittsburgh is ready to win now. And I think that's the reason why Tomlin is not going with a rookie quarterback. He's going, let me get a guy that's a veteran that I know can at least handle the spotlight, um, you know, knows how to make professional throws. And Mitch Trubisky has all of the physical tools to do mm-hmm. it and is a veteran QB. It makes sense to go with him. The problem becomes, what's his ceiling? Is it higher than Kenny Pickett's? I don't think it is, but I just think he's trusted more right now. Um, the defense is still good. There's Pickens, there's Claypool, there's Deontay Johnson. You've got weapons. Najee Harris. The offensive line isn't quite what it used to be, but there's a lot of skill positions there in Pittsburgh, and they're a well-run organization, one of the better coach teams. Yeah. I think the lowest I see them going is maybe third in this division. I guess they won last year's seven, eight games with a, a Ben Roethlisberger that was fully uh, washed out by that point. So, yeah, yeah add a quarterback they, that can maybe do some more. 
I believe in week three they pulled Ben Roethlisberger's dead body out of a river and then proceeded <laughs> to uh, weekend at Bernie's him for the next 14 Pokemon. weeks. If I recall correctly. A lot of Najee Harris just carrying him down the field. <laughs> um, but that being said, we still feel like Pittsburgh is in a better situation than the Cleveland Browns who, uh, I, I said this, they, they've made their uh, deal with the devil uh, to get themselves a quarterback that's going to cost them – 11 games this year because Deshaun Watson's uh, suspension ended up there at uh, week 13. We talked about it after all of the, the bye weeks and everything else, and they're playing who? The Browns? They are They are playing the Cleveland – sorry. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are playing the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> no, the Houston Texans. Oh, you week one they're playing the – the oh, week one, week That's one, yeah, true. week one. When he comes back from suspension, they're playing the Texans because, of course. But yeah, week one, they're playing. They are just a drama. Yeah, fucking. They are no longer a factory of sadness. They are now a factory of drama and sadness. The Cleveland Browns are the soap opera of the league this year. We got to watch that. <sighs> um, as yeah, the we're gonna have Jacoby Brissett starting the first eleven games for the Browns. We'll see what happens there, but it probably puts this team at the bottom this year. Yeah, I think we talk a little bit about selling your soul to the devil. It it feels more like a monkey paw, mm. where they're like, what if we replaced Baker Mayfield with a better quarterback? They're like, oh, amazing. They go, but we never said he'd play for you. <laughs> it's like, fuck, god damn it, monkey paw. Yeah, God. You got me again. Got Browns. And, you know, the Browns have never really picked correctly when it comes to QBs, so... This makes sense that something will, will falter for them here, but we'll see. After the long wait, can the Browns actually – is it worth it? Is it worth it all of this mess? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so that is – heck, that's the AFC North. Moving right along. If, if memory serves, I don't think the Browns have drafted an all-pro quarterback ever. Probably not, no. I don't think they have. I mean, I don't think Bernie Kosar was a, ever an All-Pro. I don't think they've ever drafted an All-Pro quarterback. Well, in our that, that won an All-Pro for right them. in our history of watching the game, like our eras, they have you know they are the worst at picking QBs, just the worst. I mean, we you, yeah. you, we've all seen the the jersey with the long list of names on the Browns thing. We talked about that. Yeah, so I mean, it makes sense to maybe do this deal with the devil and uh, get get. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who you think is a generation talent quarterback in there, and just hope everyone forgets. I mean, they, we have in the past with other QBs maybe, so we'll see. They're willing to. Everyone's willing yeah, to. Yeah, sounds like they want to, uh, especially if you're a Browns fan and you're going to get you some wins. It makes it easier. Let's talk about the AFC South. AFC South. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have kind of ruled this division the last few years. Are they in that place where they're going to take it again? No, oh. I don't think they, I don't think in that division they have not improved. I think they've actively gotten worse. I don't think Traylon Burks is an improvement from like over AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's possible uh, that he would be considered an improvement. So I just can't I just can't imagine it. I can't imagine them actually picking up where they left off because they were kind of a false number one last year. Yeah, first overall seed in the AFC. That's hard to remember. But uh, you're right. Here they are. Um, they didn't have Derrick Henry for a lot of the season two. He got injured. Is he going to remain healthy a whole full, full season? Uh, they already lost Harold Landry towards ACL this last week, so he can't play all this season. That's a big hit to their defense. 
yeah, they're not in a great spot to start this season. So what do they got here? Other than maybe a pretty weak division again, but kind of got like Colts here. I like uh, their trade for Matt Ryan. You brought him in. Another year with Jonathan Taylor, who was the top running back in the league last year. Can he repeat? I feel like he can. So I like the Colts. You're ready to make a leap here, maybe take this division finally. I think it makes sense. You've got a really good uh, defense still. Uh, Shaquille Leonard or Dar- Shaquille Darius Leonard. <laughs> um, still the, the top of that defense. Still a good defensive line. Still a really good offensive line. Maybe the best running back in the league. Good young wide receivers. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be the top of this division. I mean, it's it's not like the Texans on the fucking. I mean, nobody else is going to make a goddamn. Run, I don't think so for sure. But I think the Colts are. I think the Colts are number one with a bullet this year, and I think Tennessee would be lucky to maybe make a playoff. Although you know, we'll talk about that a little later. Well, then we got to move on to Jaguar news. Jaguar news. Yeah. Um, rawr, 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 rawr. Them and and the Texans, honestly, either of them could probably finish the end of this division. Uh, I feel like, you know, Jaguars have put a lot of talent. You know, they've been at the top of this uh, draft for a while. (laughs) They're filling it up as best they can. So Trevor Lawrence another year. Travis Etienne coming off the injury. Yeah. Helpful. Maybe. Yeah. I I just uh, don't – I don't see them as being – a difference maker division yet. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, until he proves to me that he's a, you know, somebody had him rated as like a top 14 or 15 quarterback. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what has he shown you that shows you he's a top 15 potential? Yeah. It might have top 15 potential, but that he's a top 25 quarterback maybe right now. And because of that, the Jaguars, I think get a lot of potential news and stuff like that. Like, you know what? If if everything started kicking off, not a good section of our show. Potential news, yeah, yeah. Potential news. Is it news? Maybe. We don't know. Um, the the Texans again. They they didn't do a lot of crazy moves. They didn't change around their team a bunch. It's still Davis Mills and throwing it to Brandon Cooks. There's I don't. I'm like okay, well run it back and uh collect some more draft picks but the texans aren't aren't moving at a at a fast speed well, to build up this team the texans to me are building their team the same way the lions are except imagine if everyone hated the lions and then that's the texans <laughs> i guess yeah They're like we're building it gritty uh, and defense first lovey smith has absolutely failed upward into that role i don't know how the fuck lovey smith is still a head coach in this league Uh, The dude had an awful, awful defense for them before he became their head coach. I don't know what the fuck he's doing there now. Um, But, you know, there's teams here that are giving these teams an option to to make themselves better in the AFC, I feel like. We talked about the Browns having their their issues early on here. The Jets are going to have their problems. Make a move, Jaguars. Texans, come on. Flip this division. Let's see it. Titans aren't going to get better here. You know, maybe just the Colts. That's how I feel about the South. Uh, sounds like you're about there, too. Now, this last division for the AFC is not something I don't think we've talked about too much heading into this, and I'm very interested in where your, your thoughts are because mine have flipped around quite a bit. This division has gotten itself an influx in talent in just about every position. You could argue the Chiefs are the ones who maybe got less because Tyreek Hill left, but... Other than Tyreek Hill leaving and then them still filling it with the other wide receivers that could be weapons, 
everybody else added some stuff to their teams in this division. Well, I would say the Chargers added an elite pass rusher in Khalil Mack. That's a tremendous difference maker apart from Joey Bosa. Now, you could say Melvin Ingram was pretty fucking good, but Khalil Mack's better than Melvin Ingram, so that's a direct improvement right there. Um, The Las Vegas Raiders added the best wide receiver currently in the NFL, so that's pretty significant. Um, Their defense is still really, really fucking good. Um, I I think the Chiefs actively got worse. They're the only team in this division that actively got worse, but they still have Pat Mahomes. So I'd say you can't... You can't really... They still have Pat Mahomes. They still have Andy Reid. They still have Travis Kelsey. They still have... You know, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to put it together this year. I cannot, in good conscience, say that the Chiefs will be less than the second place in this division. Or maybe third place, but still wild card team. I just can't doesn't see the it, Chiefs losing losing out that badly. Doesn't it feel like the Chiefs are mirroring the Packers as the AFC team? Like... Oh, they've been at the top for quite a bit. Oh, they lost a guy that they count on for quite a bit of their offensive output. Uh, But am I really going to bet against the rest of these guys and the coaching staff and stuff that's there? So until they prove to me that maybe you should take pause, which there was points last season, the beginning of the year, that I was like, oh, my God, the Chiefs. And that could happen here. But, man, they they still turned it around, and they still were – plays away and a bad second half from a Super Bowl repeat. And they've won the AFC West, I think, the last six years. So, yeah, until they relinquish it, I am taking the Chiefs as still it's being theirs. I don't see, even as good as the moves I've liked these other teams making, um, we talked about the Chargers, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Mm -hmm. who's not going to play week one, but that's another big one. But, uh, you know, they still, this is not a team that made the playoffs as is last year. And they needed to take a couple more steps, win a couple more games that they lost last year. The Raiders, you're right. I love their defense. I love the addition, too. But new new head coach. And uh, the last time McDaniels took over a team, took a little bit before he was winning playoff games and Tim Tebow was throwing passes to Demarius Thomas mm-hmm. running away with it. Uh, and then Denver. Now, Denver is the one that I've been back, really back and forth on. I mean, Bronco country, let's ride. Am I right? <laughs> Are you? Is anyone right about that at this point? Who knows? Russ Wilson's coming over. Uh, we've always liked him on this show. He's magic. Yeah. And as soon as the, he came over to Denver, I was like, oh, my God. Well, they should be very good, right? But I, I've kind of come back to earth over the off season, and as long as he's been there, I think. Seahawks, I mean, he came off of his finger injury and stuff like that, but there was some luster gone from that magic of him last year in Seattle, and that might not be fair. It's a diff- going to be a different team. But again, different head coach as well, different scenario he's in, very tough division as we're laying out. Uh even when Peyton Manning jumped in to Denver and took over there as the new uh, quarterback, it took a little bit to get him going, and he had an even better defense than what Russell Wilson's going to have this year. And Russell Wilson is no Peyton Manning. So I'm not... I've got to pick somebody to be at the bottom of this division, and right now I guess I'm just saying it's going to be Denver because Russell Wilson won't be able to get all of the magic going right away. 
you're also teaming him with another rookie head coach. You know, this is Nathaniel Hackett's first year in the league as a head mm-hmm. coach. That's tough. That's not easy. Um, this is a very strong-willed quarterback going up against a brand-new head coach who doesn't necessarily have his offense fully installed. We love Cortland Sutton on this show. We're, we've been big Cortland yep. Sutton fans. I've drafted Cortland Sutton in so many fucking fantasy leagues just waiting for him to break. Um, Jerry Judy has been a, a marked improvement year over year. Um, having the corners they have, having the pass rush they have, this should be a really, really good defense. Their linebackers are nothing to write home about, though. Um, mm-hmm. And I think their tight end play is subpar. You get rid of Noah Fant. That's not a good idea. Um, their offensive line, Garrett Bowles, is very hit or miss. He could be a holding problem. He could be one of the best tackles in the league. Who knows? So sure. I I think Russell Wilson immediately makes them very much competitive and makes them a playoff caliber team, but I don't think it makes them one of the top four teams in the AFC, and you may legitimately have two out of the f- top four teams in the AFC in the AFC West. Yeah, yeah, you might. So I, th- I it sounds like you're there too. Denver, even though there's a lot of who knows, and this whole division is kind of that, they seem like that for me. If I have to pick a team at the bottom of this one, and I think that's the harder choice, it's Denver. Uh, I can't say at the top, and then have these other guys. But if you told me uh, of any of these four, three of them made the playoffs in the AFC, I'd go, "All right, you're not surprising me." I could see them stringing it on. So I cannot wait to see how this division plays out. Uh, the gotta be the toughest in this uh, in this league for 2022. So I mean, I. I mentioned Jerry Judy's name. Jerry Judy's injured. Still? Is he, I mean, is he on Pup? I I think, I don't know if he got, yeah, I don't know if he's on Pup himself, but uh, he was not on the, uh, he's not on their depth chart as the number one, as their wide receiver one. I mean, I'm not looking at, like, the fantasy lineup, but uh, our lands has him as number one opposite, uh, Cortland Sutton. KJ Ham- Sutton, yeah. yeah. KJ Hamler's in slot, yeah. Yeah. So And he better be because the rest of this after those three guys, I don't know oh, yeah. the rest of them. Jerry Judy, Kendall Hinton, uh Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton. I think Sutton and and Judy will be better, but oh, you're really? also yeah. really hoping for Albert Okwegbunam to yeah. to turn himself into a I mean what we thought coming out. I mean, we scouted him, we really liked him. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of talent. I mean, he's had a couple years in the league. If he's put it together, he's got all the athletic potential you're looking for. Uh, you might have a Julius Thomas situation with Albert O. It's Javante Williams. I think if Denver and Russ Wilson have success, it's you know it's not that less Russ Cook thing. It's get Javante Williams going in this backfield, make him a top five running back in this league, and you could go places. Uh, I, and I really like him, and I almost took him in my uh, – fantasy drafts in the second round but uh i went with uh leonard fournette the tried and true instead but i really like him this year so yeah uh, denver a lot a lot of us a lot of itches to scratch here um but i mean Devontae adams Khalil Mack, let's go <laughs> yeah those are big additions man it, those are big additions to teams that i think were more together than the Denver Broncos. So I, I have to say Denver's still fourth. That doesn't mean Denver might not be an eight-win fourth-place team. Right. You know, this is this is a team that has a pretty favorable schedule uh, just because they 
you know, had such a bad fucking haul of it last year. They start out against the Seahawks. That should be a win. They go to the Texans. That should be a win. San Francisco, that's up in the air, but they have them at home, so that could be tough. Prime time, yeah. Then Raiders, Colts, Chargers, that's a tough haul. Then they get Jets and Jaguars. Uh. They very well could be plus 500 through the first eight weeks of the season, and then it starts to get a little bit harder uh, on the back end of their season. I don't think they play a cupcake for the rest of the thing, but they'll be in the mix. They'll be plus 500 going to week eight. Them and the Panthers were the two... uh undefeated 4-0s or whatever they were last year that were like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll see kind of guys. So they, every year there's a few of them. And, boy, we are right on the stoop of finding out who is going to start red hot here for the uh, season. So real quick, Dan, let's wrap up the AFC. Mm-hmm. Give me your seven uh, playoff teams from this conference, sure. the, the super early predictions. So we're talking about Buffalo. Um, AFC East still pretty bad, so they'll probably wind up being the number one seed. Um, then we're talking about the Ravens, probably is the number two seed. I know that's a tough division, but the Steelers will take a step back, and I think the Browns will be get punched early, um, so that'll make them the number two. I think the number three seed is probably going to be the Chargers. Um, the Chargers are really good. They're really talented, um, but they play in a tough division, so you know, steel sharp and steel, but it doesn't you know give you Ws. Um, I think your fourth seed is probably going to be the Indianapolis Colts. And then I think your fifth seed is probably going to be the, I think it's probably going to be the Bengals. I think sixth seed is probably your, um, your Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I think your seventh seed is, is probably Miami. Hmm. So, um, you went above and beyond. You gave me seed numbers. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. It's either Miami or, or the Raiders. That's um, yeah. That's where I'm right at. I'll give you divisional winners on my side, and then I'll give you the, the wild cards. But I can't. I can't give you it by uh by seeds. I can't do it. Uh, Buffalo is my East. I like Ravens in the North. I like Colts in the South, and I'm gonna stick with Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying in the West, but um, respect your Chargers. That seems to be the other one people are picking. And I do have Chargers as a wild card team. I think they get in there. I think the Raiders are the other one I like and the Bengals. Uh, but you're right. The Dolphins are my team just outside looking in uh, as like the Colts with their 10 wins yeah. last year. I think the Dolphins are the ones that are just on that that, that cusp there. And look at here when neither of us have the Titans returning. No. Nope. Um, they were one that I, I took a, a look at, but I, I just think the injuries and everything else. And I mean, can, uh, you know, the, the, um, Derrick Henry repeat what he's been doing the last five years. I don't know. He's getting up there. We'll see. I think he's we're coming back from some injuries. We're having a Malik Willis conversation at week 13. I think Ooh. that's, I think that's where we're headed with the Tennessee Titans. And I think the Titans are fine with that. Yeah. No, Malik Willis was exciting in preseason and that's just preseason, but It'd be fun to see him in some games. All right, that's the AFC. Uh, here's where we would take a break and return to picking week one, but let's just jump right in it, Dan. Uh, uh, I'm still recording. You are, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Uh, game picks for week one. Uh, we're going to just run it down. Uh, so we're going to hit the uh, the games in order Thursday, then the noon games and so forth. Bills, Rams. This is where it's got to start, and I've been back and forth in this one, Dan. So, where are you going to pick? Um, I think how do I, I'm going to have you pick first because you won in picks last year. I think. I think that's how we have to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I know LA is at home, but 
Buffalo is loaded for bear. They picked up Von Miller. You know how much a pass rusher loves being able to sack the quarterback he couldn't touch last year. Um, <laughs> I think Von Miller, I think that Buffalo defense causes problems for L.A. L.A. has not improved. Um, I think Allen Robinson is an improvement, but I don't necessarily think he's an improvement over Odell. I think he's improvement over the corpse of Odell Beckham Jr., but not necessarily Odell himself. Um, I I think they're going to be able to defend Cooper Cup a little bit better. I think their offensive line will be able to get enough space. They don't run a ton, so um, I, I think Josh Allen is a particular problem for that L.A. defense. I see Buffalo going on the road and winning this thing. Um. Man, I'm just glad we're here, Bills-Rams. Uh, I'll probably cheer for the Bills in this game. Growing up, another team with four Super Bowl losses. They kind of felt like the lovable losers, uh, my AFC team. It's it slowly become the Jaguars because of how bad they've been, but <laughs> I still love the Bills. So I'll, I'll cheer for them in this. And, and then, you know, thinking way, way, way down the line, an AFC team winning over an NFC team. That's going to help my guys. Um, but you're talking primetime. The Rams off the Super Bowl, raising the uh, the banners. I think it is very, very hard to beat those teams who feel like they're world beaters in there. Now, the Bills, I th- think they're almost a better team on paper here than the Rams heading into this game, but it's not that far of a difference in terms of teams in my head. The Rams are going to be very good again. I think this is them starting off hot, and the Bills had some problems at least early on with the very good teams. So this is what I'm going to say. I, I got Here's already the one we got different. I'm going to go with Rams. Okay. But like I said, I, I think I had Bills picked here, and I've changed my mind a few times. Going Rams in this one. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Eagles-Lions. This game actually, uh, talking about Lions, are selling standing room only uh, spots for this game, and that's the first time they've been doing it outside of Thanksgiving game since 2017. Um, there's some excitement for these Lions. What's going to happen, Dan? Scott, you're spending a lot of time talking about an <laughs> Eagles game. That's true. You know who I'm picking? <laughs> Season six, nothing's changed. MCDC doesn't stand for Motor City, Dan Campbell. It stands for Man Crush, Dan Campbell. <laughs> you can't make it easier than putting a Philly against Detroit at Detroit. I'm taking Detroit, baby. Let's get this thing did, started. Did you get to see the completion I hard did. knocks? I did. It was great. You know, it, David Blau, good to see him head, you know, landing. Uh, he's going to the, my Vikings uh, practice squad. We needed a new QB to throw it uh, for the practice squad. But Good to see yeah, the, um, the Giants picking up yet another wide receiver who can't catch in Pimpleton. That's great. Dan Campbell, did he take a good like five minute pause to answer that one question at the end of that episode? Yeah, it was like what's going <laughs> and then on? He also didn't, did he forget? He didn't give a great answer either. That was the worst. No. That was like I thought he was going to say what the twenty twenty two you know Detroit Lions. Yes. I thought he was going to say will make me proud, and I thought that's what he was going <laughs> to do. Instead, he was like you know we're, you know we're going to do what you need to do when we get out there and get the opportunity to do it done. And you're like, God damn it, Dan, you're so <laughs> fucking stupid. I love you. <laughs> This is what you decided to wreck that, your brain on? That is what you spent all that time thinking about, Dan? Jesus Christ, you meathead. I love you. <laughs> um, this game is in Detroit, uh, but uh, you hate the Eagles. I do. The Eagles are uh, one of those teams that people are picking to win the East. Um, I, I'm picking them to win this game, and we'll see from there. So, Dan, we're already we're two for two different games. I, Look out. I think all you need – I have never suffered from erectile dysfunction. However <laughs> – 
if I did, all, right. all you have to do is say the phrase, there's a quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm fucking full attention. Because I love... I'm saying there is. What I'm saying is one loss, one loss to the Detroit mm. Lions, and I guarantee you Philadelphia's going to be like, is Jalen Hurts the right pick? And then, man, I am turgid for the Persian. It's fucking great. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing on that note, uh, 49ers Your mom Bears. listens to this podcast, doesn't she? <laughs> yes, she does every week. Uh, and you got to answer a lot of questions after some of these <laughs> topics. 49ers Bears, uh, you know, Fields is back for a second one, but Trey Lance. So we got some two uh, 2021 draft picks squaring off in this one. Normally, I would. It's at home. I, I think San Francisco's defense is just so fucking good. Um, I, I think this is going to be closer than people think. I don't think Trey Lance is going to have a breakout game. I think Justin Fields is going to compose himself pretty well, but that defense on the road, defense travels, man. And I don't think Chicago's offense is going to be humming. So I think this is going to be San Francisco on the road beating them, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I like uh, Niners with all this time planning for the game, even if it's – you know, looks like the Bears could surprise them, and it's on the road. But uh, didn't the Niners open up with Detroit last week year, and it was a tight game until the second half, and they kind of expanded it. So I, I, you're right; I can kind of see that too. It might be in a slow start, but the Niners have so much more talent on paper. Mm-hmm. So I like the Niners in that one too. Finally, we're picking something the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers Bengals. Here's an AFC North matchup to uh, what our whistle early on. Oh, I mean, it's Bengals, baby. It's I mean. Unless the, if unless the Bengals come out completely flat, full Super Bowl hangover, unless Joe Burrow is still really being bothered by that appendicitis or that you know mm. appendectomy, I think it's got to be Cincinnati. They've got Joe Mixon, they've got Jamar Chase, they've got T. Higgins, they've got a rebuilt offensive line, they've got a defense that didn't really take any steps off. I don't see a kind of middling Pittsburgh team going into the jungle and beating them, baby. It's just not happening. Yeah, uh, Trubisky throwing it up to new wide receiver George Pickens. Are they going to be the surprise of this league? You know, this would be a tough one on the road. Cincinnati opening it up at home. I like the Bengals too. I like I like the Bengals continue, uh, getting at least the first one here from the after the Super Bowl loss. Let's go to Miami, the Patriots, a place they never like to play in uh, the in Miami. Uh, I was gonna say the name. What's the name of the Hard Rock? Is it Hard Rock anymore? Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, Trash Bag Dump Heap Stadium. <laughs> Where the Dolphins play? It's a big square. It, they got half it, a. Is it a bullshit? Roof on there. Is it bullshit fishbowl? What is it? I can't remember. It, it's might be Hard Rock. My mind. I was asking you. Is it? Is it? Um, why is Jennifer Lopez an owner on this team? Stadium dot com or something? I can't remember. Who would buy that? <laughs> seems an odd seems an odd choice for a team name, but whatever. Um, I still think Miami, despite how shitty their you know stadium is and their it naming is, still is Hard they, Rock Stadium. Yeah, yeah, I think Miami wins this one. I mean, New England never plays well in Miami. Never. It's it is tradition. Um, and then to have a new head coach, to have the disorganization that's going on in New England right now, to have the reload. But once again, if you thought the media was bad in Philly. If Tua has a bad game with all the weapons he's got, there's there's going to be an early hook for him, too. So yeah, I, yeah. I think if Miami comes out and does what they're supposed to do, I think this is a win for Miami. Who is behind Tua this year? I'm um, looking. 
Teddy, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Sweet, okay. sweet, sweet well, Teddy. And Teddy's always finds a way onto that field. Um, Teddy is Mr. I Take like, Your Job. He kind of is. I like the Dolphins as well. Obviously, the Patriots, yeah, going down to the, you know, the Tibbo Nation's wang. They never do too well. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's continue on. Here is the Baker Mayfield uh uh, revenge game the browns coming to carolina to play the panthers and mayfield's getting the start there was some great shade thrown at baker mayfield today where i think they asked nick chubb like you know oh. baker mayfield's coming to town what do you expect he goes well you guys know baker so i don't know what we're gonna get and i was like oh the inconsistency knock that's fucking great i think baker mayfield has to win this game I think he has mm-hmm. to win this game. I think if Baker Mayfield does not have a great game against this Cleveland Browns, I think he has to retire. You know, I think <laughs> it's like it's like a fucking Highlander quickening thing where he has to like hand in his fucking headband and he doesn't get to be a, you know, a gunslinger quarterback anymore. He becomes a game manager officially if they don't win this fucking game. Well, what's nice is what we talked about uh the issue that the Panthers have where they've had nobody else healthy now in that co- that quarterback room. So you say he has to win that game, but they don't really have any other options this year. He's going to get more opportunities here, but this is the biggest one for him probably all season. Yeah, uh, the prove game, you know, um, and he gets it at home, and that's what I like about it too. I think the Browns are going to have some issues. I think the Browns have more talent on mm-hmm. their team than the Panthers do, but Carolina at home, Baker giving it his all. I like the Panthers too. I guess I'm in agreement with you, right? Yeah. That's what you and do I, it with. I think this is a legit revenge game. So mm-hmm. I mean, Baker Mayfield always works best with a chip on his shoulder. I don't think he works real well when people are rooting for him. That's probably why they failed last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, nobody's really rooting for him. Everybody thinks he's a cast off quarterback. Maybe he pulls a fucking Texas Tech and goes crazy and. You know, it seems like it fits his yeah personality to to start proving people wrong now. Uh, let's go AFC South Colts at Texans. This is another noon kickoff. I think this could be a shocker. Um, this could be a Texans win just because it's at home. It's Indy with a new quarterback in place, kind of you know learning the ropes still. But I just think Matt Ryan's too much of a professional to let this thing get away from him. I think it's going to be Indy on the road. Once again, don't think this one's going to be as much of a blowout as the talent would tell you. Um, but I think this is going to be an Indy win. Texans are sometimes uh, tricky at home, I think, is yeah the best way to put this. But Colts are a better team. Colts are, we have, we've just talked about how they're going to win this division, and the Texans might be at the bottom, so it would just... It makes sense for the Colts to take that win. I, I'm with it as well. Uh, we go then to the south of the NFC. Saints are in Atlanta to play the Falcons. In the history, this was never an easy place for the Saints to win, but these are two very look different-looking teams. So what do you think? I think uh, this is our first Mirage game. I think the Atlanta Falcons come out strong in this game mm-hmm. and beat the New Orleans Saints and then proceed to be really shitty the rest of the year. That's an interesting pick for you, saying that I think you had the Saints winning this division when I we do. talked about the NFC just last week. But, but every every single season, there's some team that oh, loses sure. in week one that you're like, what the fuck? And then they wind up you know, putting it back together. It's like picking a random 10 or 11 seed when you do the NCAA brackets. I, that's It's a weird pick to do, but I get it. And with the NFC South, that's kind of the place to do a pick like this. Um, there's I'm also not, there's no film right now. There's no film on Marcus Mariota inside this Atlanta system. 
So you have Marcus Well, he's Mariota. played a couple of snaps in preseason. Sure, but, but right. it, I mean, yeah, the, not. not the official stuff. So right. you've got Atlanta, you've got Cordero Patterson, you've got Marcus Mariota. This is going to be a very odd attack. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle, you know. it's going to be an odd attack for New Orleans to go after. You know, Drake Lennon, big-bodied wide receivers. Like, there's going to be big-bodied targets. Um, somebody said, uh, man, the Atlanta Falcons, they've got Kyle Pitts, they've got Drake London, they've got Marcus Mariota, they've got – you know, Cordero Patterson, man, they're going to be a problem in the end zone. And somebody goes, yeah, but you got to get to the end zone. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's Atlanta's problem. Um, I just don't think it's going to show up in this game. I think New Orleans falls in a close one on the road, but uh, Atlanta's still not a very good team. New coach for the Saints, so that could another thing on the uh, new, week one. New old coach in Dennis Allen. I mean, he was the D coordinator, got a promotion. I don't think that's quite as much that of a difference. doesn't constitute as it? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you're working against your pick again, but I'm going to take Saints. I think okay. the Saints are a better team. The Falcons look like they should be a bottom five, maybe, team in this league, so I can't start picking them week one. But, yeah, well, usually one of those types of games happen. I'm just going to bet against it. Uh, let's continue on because there's so many. There's nine games at noon on Sunday. It's everybody's uh, playing. Everybody's playing week one. Everybody's on. Ravens at Jets. Here's the Joe Flacco revenge game. Yeah, Joe, I mean – the elite dragon is going to suffer very, very badly against this Baltimore Ravens. I think Lamar, <laughs> Lamar is having is in a contract year. Joe Flacco had a, a great soundbite where he said recently his kids are like, "You suck, Dad." Like Joe Flacco sucks. <laughs> like we heard about you and you suck. And he's like, "No, I was good once. I I'm not good anymore, but I was good once." And that's Joe Flacco. I was good once, but not anymore. And this Jets team is not ready to win that division. They're not ready to beat Baltimore. And I think Baltimore comes in on the road and handles them soundly. Yep. Uh, Ravens are just a well-coached organization. The Jets are, ugh, they're, they're backing over their own feet. Um, I like the Ravens to win that one pretty handily, too. Uh, it's on the road. Wild things can happen, True. but... Uh, yeah, I like the Ravens. The Jaguars are going to the Commanders. Am I reading that right? Who are the Commanders? What? Oh, God, I fucking hate this team. I mean, <laughs> listen, my division makes it very easy to pick against my division, so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm picking Jacksonville to come out here with, you know, golden flaxen-haired quarterback Trevor Lawrence putting it together against a really bad Washington team whose defense is still pretty good, but Chase Young's not back yet. They're not fully loaded even. Um, and I think Carson Wentz is not going to have a great time against that speedy uh, linebacker core for uh, for Jacksonville. I think he's going to have a lot of problems, and I think Jacksonville wins this one on the road. These are two rough teams. Um, I think they're going to have rough years, I mean. Uh, yeah, I – God, the the news that came out with Chase Young and his injury looks like just another one of those screw-ups that Washington does there. Uh, So that's not a good sign for them because he's a talent that they need around to build their defense around. But uh, I still kind of like their defense, and the Jaguars, until they show me something, I'll take a commander's team at home just because they're at home. Honestly, that's where I'm at for this one. So we're a little different on that one. Uh, okay, that's the noon games finally. Let's get to the afternoon on Sunday. Packers at Vikings. Dan, what do you think? I hate to do this to you, Scott. No. <laughs> but I'm going to pick the Vikings. What are you doing to me? You're going to jinx them? I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do it, but I just think the Vikings are a good team this year, man. I think they are healthy. I think 
they will be able to make good plays. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to have an interesting offense um, that I don't necessarily think there's a ton of film on his offense. Um, So I I think Green Bay's defense, while being very good, um, I don't think it matches up super well against your offense, and I think your defense matches up pretty well against – against this Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones led offense that who knows where their wide receiver core is. Um, I think you guys sneak one out at home and uh, start the season with a win against green Bay, man. I hope you're right. Uh, they got to stop the run. I think the Packers are going to give it a lot up front there. Um, I mean, I've already you know been looking at the injury reports because of course, and the Packers have a long list of guys who are limited and Alan Lazard's not practicing. So, yeah, there's some issues that Packers are going to have right off the bat, but it's still. Do you remember the game Vi- Packers at Vikings in the middle of last season? Uh, the game was over two or three times. Rodgers just, you know, a little bit of time hits Valdez Scantling for 50, 60 yards just to man. tie it up. Like, I just see that happening too much when I picture this game to pick the Vikings. So I'm going to pick the Packers to take this one on the road just because also, too, this is a Vikings team that's going to look brand new. Sure, but nobody has played at all in the preseason, so I don't even have that to go off of. Uh, So I have no idea how they're going to look. So until they prove that they are this exciting new offense and stout defense to stop the run that they are touted to be yeah i need them to prove it to me before i start picking them against teams that are probably going to be at the top of the nfc once again so i going packers here but yeah hey man i am i'm sure hoping <laughs> you're right and i'm wrong there uh that's the pessimistic viking in me this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody no i always pick cowboys you are 50 50 on your vikings that's right um let's move on giants titans giants are playing in tennessee Shocker on the road. I'm actually taking the Giants. Um, I, this is a weird one. I know. I know. It's Brian Dable's offense. I don't think the Giants are actually terrible uh, offensively. I think if Saquon is healthy and Daniel Jones is healthy, um, their wide receiver core is healthy. I think their offensive line is not abysmal, especially up the center. Um, I think Tennessee is kind of body rocked this year. And, you know, they're not going to be hitting on all cylinders out the gate. I think this is a sneaky Giants team that beats the Tennessee Titans week one. It's a weird one. You're right because we haven't seen a Giants team fully healthy uh, in a long time. And the Titans, I mean, it's an out-of-conference game. But Giants on the road to do that, it would be a big old surprise. Titans should be able to control the ball even if they are a little banged up themselves. So I'm going to take Titans. I like the Titans in this one. Um, I'm, there was one of the the ones I felt the, the strongest about, honestly, when looking it through. So I'm going to go with Titans on that one. Uh, let's talk about an early AFC West matchup that's going to be fun. Raiders at Chargers. I think this is the one that we ended last season with. Mm-hmm. We get a week one. What do you think? I think the Chargers need this badly. They need to banish the soul of, of what happened last year. They need to show off their new pass rushing tandem. They need to show off that their defense is improved. They need to show that, you know, Justin Herbert is a potential MVP candidate. I think Vegas is going to be feeling their way through this. I don't think Vegas is going to get blown out, but I think the fact that it's a Chargers home game is a difference maker, and the Chargers win it. 
Is it, though? Are we finally saying the Chargers home games make a difference, especially against a Las Vegas Raiders, a Raiders team that has fans still somewhere around that area in uh, in um, California? Like, that's the surprise thing to me. Um, like, yeah, this Chargers at home, so I should do it with the home team here. But is that really the thing? It should be now. The Chargers have done enough winning the last couple of years and have built their organization to a point where there should be some fans sprouting up in LA for the Chargers. So I will go with you on that one too. I'm going to take Chargers at home because they're at home. Uh, surprisingly enough, here we are. Chiefs at Cardinals. This is the last one for the afternoon. Uh, what do you like at this one? I'm going to go Kansas City. I know they're on the road against Arizona, but uh, that's not a super bad haul, Arizona to, <laughs> to Missouri. Um, True. I think Arizona is still trying to get their bearings, you know, having Hollywood Brown, um, losing obviously an all world talent and Christian Kirk doesn't help them. Uh, and then, uh, Kansas city, I think is just ready to go. I think you're going to see Juju. I think you're going to see a couple different wide receiver options. I think Andy Reed is ready for a retooled offense, um, for Pat Mahomes to just kind of, you know, unbuckle on. So, uh, I think Kansas city on the road takes care of Arizona. Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid had how long to prepare for this one? I mean, it's not fair. It's better than a bye uh, week. Yeah, Cardinals and no DeAndre Hopkins for the beginning of the year. That's going to hinder them a little bit. So I like Kansas City, too. I, obviously, I'm still kind of big on them having success this year. So I'm with you on the Chiefs. Uh, let's go to Sunday night. you got to remember Chandler Jones is not in Arizona anymore. That's right. Nope, he's in He's in, he's in uh, the Raiders, who are also not picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Sunday night. Look at that. Cowboys getting a primetime game to start off the uh, season. Wouldn't you know it? Shocking. Uh, but, Dan, um, I think I know where you're going to pick. You don't seem to want to fire any cannons this year. You're not You're not big on, uh, on setting any fuses. And, obviously, your boys are uh, getting the home game. I love firing some cannons when I get an opportunity. I don't think this is an opportunity. I think Tampa Bay is weak up the middle. I I think that's a huge problem for a quarterback like Tom Brady who needs a stable pocket. Um, I think that's going to be hugely problematic for them. If we can get pressure up the middle and get to Tom Brady early in this game, I think it's going to be problematic for him. I think Dallas hasn't taken as many steps back as Tampa Bay has. You know, they lost everybody up the middle, and the Cowboys didn't. Cowboys lost a couple people outside options. Um, obviously, Tyron Smith, that's not good, but the fact that we got a first-round pick kind of filling into a spot, that's not a bad idea. Um, I think on the road, Tampa Bay doesn't quite break it out in Dallas. And, uh, you know, Brady's not sharp. Brady's usually always a part of the offseason shit. I know people said, oh, it's no big deal. He's a veteran. You know, he's going to get it. Brady is all about specific, specific timing. Losing two weeks in the offseason has to hurt the guy. It just has to. Mm-hmm. Dan, I hate to do this to you, <laughs> but uh, no, I I, I got to fire the cannons here. I'm going to take Tampa to win it in Dallas. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch, especially prime time. But um, Dallas lost some weapons there in Tampa. Yes, is getting over some injuries too, so I could see stuff happening. But um, yeah, I mean, is Tom Brady? He got some problems going on off the field. Is there, uh, you know? So, him his wife are they in rocky terms here is he not going to bounce it back but again i i haven't seen that uh, a proof of it yet 
and um, he was back, you know, for the one preseason game. That's probably all he needs when you played for 25 years or whatever in the league now. So I'll, I'll take Tampa here, but I think it's going to be a good one. Um, I like the matchup early on. It's it's wild that you have to play Tampa the second opening game in a row. It's not even a, con- a divisional matchup, but they're desperately trying to make this a uh, a conference, uh, um, like, uh I mean, I'm, what's the word? I'm yeah, kind of an interdivisional rival, yeah. Rivalry, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, here's the important thing to remember about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is 45 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. He's 45 years old. You have to eventually fall off a fucking cliff. You have to. We keep saying it. I know, we keep saying it, and eventually it has to be true. I don't think off-field shit bothers Tom Brady on the field. I don't. I don't think that's applicable to him. He's not um, pissed off. He's not an owner of the uh, Dolphins by now. No, I don't think he gives a shit. I think he is so focused on the task at hand and is psychotically focused on the task at hand. But I think he's got physical liabilities that are going to get exposed by the weakened offensive line that he finds himself mm. behind. I think that's the huge issue. It's not anything against the Buccaneers. It's against the Buccaneers' front five. Uh, and then leaves us just one more game for week one, Monday night. There is just one Monday nighter uh, instead of two like they usually do. We get that week two. Broncos at Seahawks. This is the Russell Wilson uh, rematch, or rematch uh, rivalry game, the Russell Wilson uh, revenge game. That's what I'm looking for. It is in Seattle, too, so he's got to return there for this one. Broncos at Seahawks. What do you like? I like a lot of late hits. I like... <laughs> I like Russ kind of putting his thumb in the eye of Seattle. I don't know why he's putting his thumb in the eye of Seattle. I mean, they loved him. They signed him to a huge extension. He was the face of that team. Then they traded him because he wanted to be traded. Russell Wilson got everything he wanted. He got everything he wanted from Seattle. They got him a Super Bowl that he didn't win. You know, his defense won him that fucking Super Bowl. So I think Denver's going to win this game, but I think Seattle's going to get some real chippy fucking shots in. Um, but this is a young Seattle team that is not poised to compete, and Geno Smith is just happy to be there. So it's it's Denver all the way. Yeah, it's Geno Smith is starting quarterback for a football team this year is crazy to me. Um, yeah, Denver should take care of business uh, even on the road, even with the 12s screaming in Russell Wilson's face. Maybe more or less I'll just be happy to see him and wish him well as they know their season is not uh, racing to a uh, nice conclusion for them. I'm with you, too. I like Denver. All right, uh, guys, there you have it. We've done our picks for week one. They're in just in time for the kickoff of the season. Where do we go from here? The plan is that we will be back every week to discuss the the games. Uh, me and Dan are flirting with an idea here where we put a little bit more into the two-minute no offense so we can get a little bit deeper into the games that really matter each week. So you'll see what that means next week after what happens here week one barring an absolute uh, miracle of a game probably not going to talk a ton about denver seattle you say so but here we go yeah um anyways uh get your butts ready everybody because it starts uh tonight as you're listening to this as it drops but then you get a little buffer friday and saturday to spend with the family because sunday begins the complete ignoring of them for (laughs) till february uh oh boy football's here and it's gonna barge in and uh you, you forget how often it uh it makes its its play in your life and it's it's ready to go but i am too 
I'm ready. I mean, I've been ready. I got three kids. I'm ready to, you know, <laughs> put them to bed, casually watch the uh, the football game on my phone while I, you know, sing my daughter to sleep. Uh, you know, not f- emotionally investing in my children for at least four months. That's where I'm headed. That's where I'm that's, headed. That's what's important to me. All right. Well, let's wrap up this show so we can get that ready, Dan. Uh, crazy stats. I've got some here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about Tom Brady. So Tom Brady needs 10 more wins and 39 more touchdowns to be the top of the list for Buccaneers QBs in history. He's already gotten everything that the uh, the league and the Patriots have to offer. This is just Tampa Bay records now. He's going Vinny Testaverde sweating, <laughs> yeah. holding on to the last vestiges of his career. Um, and then uh, also to uh, no rookie QBs are starting week one. This is the first time that's happened since. You want to take a guess? How far back? I'm going to guess 13 years. Oof. Uh, n- I'm going to guess 2000. I'm going to guess 2000 and 2009. No, no, no. 2000, close. 2008. Oh, 2007. Uh, who was it? That's a good question. I'm going to guess that year was probably what when EJ Manuel came in the league and that stuff. Because I remember I said the 09 draft, that was Matt Stafford. 2007 had no rookie QBs starting. Yeah, that 2007 draft was pretty fucking bad, if I remember correctly. So that makes sense. to be, sounds like it. Oh, that was Jamarcus Russell. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell pick, was the number one overall pick. Uh, Brady Quinn didn't win the job. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then finally, my last one for the, the two-minute offense. I mean, this is putting a lot of pressure on week one, but in the last 25 seasons, the Super Bowl winner won week one's matchup 21 times. Yeah, they beat the Cowboys on a bullshit game, but that's okay. <laughs> Not many. It's happened, but of the last yeah twenty five years, the the Super Bowl winning team has at least won Week One. So it's it becomes a big game. You got to go win that Week One. Uh, that's what it's all down for. So that's what I got for Week One and for this episode of the Push Off Podcast, getting us ready for the kickoff twenty twenty two. Dan, parting words of wisdom. It begins. It doesn't end until February. It starts in the waning heat of the summer months, and it ends in the frigid temps of early February. This is what you've been waiting for. Welcome football back into your home, back into your life, and back into that part of your heart that makes you rage irrationally when men (laughs) you don't know compete against other men you don't know. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> we've got one more sleep before this kickoff, so we've got to try to get those winks in before uh, that happens. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, enjoy week one. We'll be back to discuss it next. So uh, please subscribe to this podcast and tell all your friends where to find it. Thanks again. I am Scott. And this is Dan. We will see you for week two. Goodbye. Goodbye.